Hello, everybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I received another really good question. This question was about bitterness. So the question was asked, um, how, what's, which spirits are attracted to bitterness? And um, how do you know if you have hidden bitterness? So I'm going to attempt to give you some feedback on that. Um, when I'm done, I'm going to also upload a um, Word document. It's going to have about, I think, 12 verses of scripture that um, correspond to studying bitterness. If that's your thing, you'll have, um, I think it's about 12 verses of scripture that um, talks about bitterness. But anyway, um, to answer your question, um, one of the most phenomenal examples that I can think of in the word of God deals with Naomi. Um, and this, of course, is found in the book of Ruth. And um, Naomi found herself in a situation that um, her husband put her into. And, you know, this can enhance the bitterness when it's something that has happened to you that is caused by somebody else's mishaps or mistakes or what have you. That sort of puts the icing on bitterness because, I mean, we have bitterness because of things that we do right. We have regrets and things of that nature. But when you think about suffering as a result of something someone else did, um, it can, it can, like I said, it can really um, enhance that bitter experience. And so with Naomi, of course, her husband Elkanah moved their family from Bethlehem, Judah to Moab. Um, Bethlehem, Judah was going through a famine at the time and, or, yeah, famine at the time. And so Elkanah thought to move his family to Moab. <coughs> now, of course, people warned him not to go, um, you know, but at the time the man made those decisions and so she followed well as a result of them moving to moab they suffered tremendous loss first of all elkanah passed away then the two sons passed away and of course we know that in the process of time that the two sons married um, ruth and orpah and so the sons married and and i mean there's a whole different prophetic uh symbolism that goes behind that i, I won't get into um right now but um they were <clears throat> They were so sickly that they weren't even able to procreate, weren't even, weren't even able to have children. So they didn't have leave anything in terms of inheritance for Naomi, Ruth, or, or, or Orpah. And so that's a bitter experience. You know what I'm saying? When you think about you um, suffering and think about what that suffering looks like, suffering at the hands of a mistake somebody else made, and now everything that you've worked for, everything that you've held dear has been lost. So that certainly opens the door to a bitter experience, a bitter journey. And that's a very real place. Uh, the thing with that is, the question was, <coughs> which spirits are attracted to bitterness? And you know what I would uh, encourage you all to do and, and hopefully inspire you all to do when you think about spirits, demons, and things like that, look at the person that is targeting and then pay attention to um, I like to say their movements, pay attention to their characteristics, pay attention to what they say, do, do great character studies. I used to do these years ago. <clears throat> I would do great character studies. And so, um, <clears throat> hang on. And so in that, <clears throat> um, you will find that, look at some of the things that Naomi did. And this sort of uh, clues you into how bitterness operates. One of the first things she did was to tell her daughters to leave her. And so bitterness has a way to push people away. 
So you're talking about which spirits are attracted to bitterness, um, feelings of withdrawal, um, abandonment, even self-abandonment uh, or self-inflicted abandonment where you act out in a way to where people will leave you alone, right? Attitudes or just, you know, be, being unfriendly, unwelcoming, where people just leave you alone because they're tired of you hurting them. So bitterness has a way to inflict spirits of self-abandonment, um, self-sabotage, of course. And so just going back to look over what Naomi did during that time when Elkanah passed, two sons passed away, and looking at um, how her character changed. And bitterness will do that. Bitterness will change you. People, as a matter of fact, you know, as you fast forward a little bit, and when she um, returned, she and um, Ruth at the time returned to Bethlehem, Judah, um, <coughs> the people said, oh, look, there is Naomi. They were happy to see her. Now, Naomi's name, I think her, her name means friendly. Um, and so, yeah, and there's a Hebraic, Hebraic play on that, <clears throat> that when they saw Naomi coming back, you have to look at how the people responded to her. They said, oh, look, there's Naomi. The people were actually happy to see her despite her loss, despite her grief, despite maybe even her appearance. So that lets you know that she didn't leave on bad terms and she may have even in some shape, form or fashion continued to cultivate a relationship even after she had left and gone to Moab with her husband and her sons. And so it lets you know she was a friendly person. And I, you know, I wanna say this because when a person turns bitter, she, um, the question was asking about how do you know if you have hidden bitterness, bitterness seeps out. I don't care how you try to color it, paint it, fix it. It's going to seep out. It's, you know, and that's why the Bible talks about the tender root. Of, it is a tender. It starts so small. And the next thing you know, if it's not um, addressed, confronted, cut down, it grows. A tender root springing up, you know, the root of bitterness springing up to trouble. Many thereby have been, many thereby have been defiled, the scriptures say. So bitterness is something that springs up from within as a result of our, um, as a result of, uh, of experiencing uh, negative life experiences, it comes from within. We, we tend to internalize bitterness, right? Um, people may not know for a short season, because after a while, again, it, sp it springs up and it brings trouble. That's what the scriptures say. So while Naomi had lost Elkanah, while she had lost her two sons, bitterness was already um, springing up. It, was, it had already taken root, let me say. And so when she said to um, Naomi, excuse me, when she said to Ruth and Orpah, you know, I have no other sons, you know, why don't you all go back to your home? That was bitterness talking, but it hadn't yet manifested. Bitterness didn't fully manifest until she returned to Bethlehem, Judah. And we may say that that can happen for obvious reasons, right? She's back home. She realizes what she lost, the shame, the embarrassment of everybody knowing what had happened. I mean, just, you know, put some meat on the bones and just kind of look at how you would feel if that were you. You left out. Um, full, came back empty, right? And scriptures talk about that. It was a very bitter experience because she suffered so much loss. That's a very real thing, okay? So <laughs> with that, the people said to her, oh, look, it's Naomi. They were happy to see her, which again, clues us in that she was a pleasant person. Naomi's name means, yeah, Naomi's name means pleasant. Ruth's name, I think, means friendship, friendly. And so Naomi tells them, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. And Mara, of course, is a Hebraic word that means bitter. When you think about back in um, when Israel was in uh, the wilderness, the waters, they called the um, waters Mara 
because the waters were bitter, okay? So Naomi changed her name. So another, we talk about which spirits are attracted um, to bitterness. I've given you uh, <clears throat> spirits that push people away, spirits that are withdrawn, <coughs> spirits of self-abandonment, self-sabotage, also spirits that, um, that, uh, um, I lost my whole train of thought. Spirits that, um, she said she changed her name. Spirits that will um, influence you to change your personality. In other words, she said, don't, <clears throat> you'll find yourself renaming yourself uh, and, and putting on a whole nother personality. In other words, you used to be this sweet, friendly person. Now you mean you're snapping. So it will change, it has, an, it has a tendency to change your personality. So those are some of the spirits that will, that are attracted to bitterness. However, because God understood why Naomi felt that way. And this is what you have to understand. We all go through bitter experiences. We can't, um, you know, avoid bitter experiences. Life will bring bitter experiences. However, you know, God is always there. He's always there to lift us, to encourage us or what have you. And so Ruth was the lifter of Naomi's head. Even though Naomi tried to push her away, and we will find that time, find that in many times where we're trying to push people away because you're bitter, you're angry, you're embarrassed, you're shame, and all of those negative spirits that are attached to that, negative emotions that are attached to it. You just don't want to be bothered, right? You don't want to talk. Depression is a spirit that comes along with that. Um, sadness, grief, grieving over what used to be or what should have been. So there are a lot of things that goes along with that. And so Ruth though, was the lifter. She was the one that God placed in Naomi's life to lift her and to carry her through because God knew even though Naomi suffered tremendous loss and tremendous grief, it was none of her fault. Number one, that's why it's important to live blameless. The Bible talks about living a blameless life before the Lord, y'all. <laughs> I cannot tell you how important that is. No matter what people do to you, no matter how people mistreat you, live a blameless life before the Lord to where People can't point and say, she did that. He did that. You understand what I'm saying? God, I always say, guard your heart, walk soft. Because even when you're experiencing bitterness, you do have a tendency to lash out. You know, like she did said, don't call me Naomi. Why you call me Naomi? Call me Ma. In other words, she said, you know, you y'all know what my name means. You know the person I used to be. Clearly, that's not who I am right now. Right? And so she sort of goes out on this attack. And bitter people will attack you. You're trying to be kind to them. You're trying to help them. And they, 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 they're seeing you, even though you're trying to help. Now, some folks are messy too, but that's a different story. But I'm talking about when you're genuinely trying to help someone, like she tried to push Naomi, tried to push Ruth away. And Ruth was like, entreat me not to leave you. Understand that whole conversation. Ruth had to persuade Naomi to stay. Because Naomi was so broken and so embittered, she did not want to be bothered. Bitter people don't want to be bothered. We, you know, you hear the saying, well, I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to grow old and live on my, um, in the house with a, a house, live in a house full of cats on a rocking chair. You know, we laugh about it, but that is some people's truths. They've been hurt and they've been through so much in life to where they don't want to be bothered with people, period. So you find that that's another manifestation of a person who is embittered is that they, they are again withdrawing. Okay. They become isolated. Talk about being socially distant. They don't want to be bothered. Fear of hurt. Or again, just the shame of what they have gone through. They don't want to be bothered. But God put Ruth in, in, in Naomi's life because God was not finished with Naomi. 
Bitterness will tell you it's over. You'll never have this again. Trust me to do that. You'll never have this again. Uh, look at what happened to you. It will try to make a victim. It'll try to make a, um, what's the word I want to use? It, yeah, victim. It'll try, what's, what's the word I'm trying to use? Anyway, it will try to make a victim out of you. A uh, uh, pity. Thank you, Lord. It will try to um, invite spirits of self-pity. You know, oh, look at me. Like Naomi said, I'm old. Can I give you another son? What do I have to offer you? So spirits of pity. Woe is me. I feel sorry for me. I want everybody to feel sorry for me. You understand what I'm saying? But again, God put Ruth in Naomi's life to be the lifter of her head. And so you find that when you're a person and you have prophetic destiny and God has a next for you, even though you're trying to push people away, you're trying to use, you've said everything you can to get this person to leave you alone. Trust me, I'm saying amen to myself. They will not leave you alone. <laughs> they will not leave you alone because God has put in them a knower that this is not it for you. And every time you get down, they'll call you, they'll text you, they'll harass you, they come by your house. It's, let's go, come on. Because they have a prophetic purpose, a prophetic destiny to get you out of that rut because bitterness will kill you. Um, let me just step aside for a minute and talk about this because I also was thinking about um, what happened with David when David lost his son with Bathsheba. And you think about, it was a very bittering uh, season for him um, because he had really loved Bathsheba. He loved his wives, but the Bible spends time with his relationship with Bathsheba. And even after their loss, God gave them Solomon, which means peace. So even though it was destined for David and Bathsheba kind of, kind of to be together, I mean, the circumstances around that are questionable because he did have her husband killed. I believe that if God, you know, I just believe that God would have dealt with that. He would have given her Bathsheba anyway. And I think David just got ahead of God, okay? Um, because there needed to be a Solomon and Solomon had to come through Bathsheba. So, and I don't want to get into that, but praise God. Anyway, that's just food for thought. Um, and that's how I just, my mind just rolls like that. But <laughs> with, when um, the son was um, ill and David was fasting, he still remained in earshot of the prophet Nathan and his servants. Do you see what I'm saying? So even though David was going through a bitter experience, he was mature enough to navigate his way through that. <clears throat> so I want to say that, that, you know, we all go through bitter experiences. I just came out of a heck of a bitter experience, right? And so, but with that, for those who are mature enough, you know how to, to, to confront your bitterness and you know how to stay within earshot. You know what I'm saying? You don't just withdraw. Oh, I'm going through, oh, this is this and that. You know, you know when you're mature enough, um, you know how to go through that bitter experience. Even Jesus said, I have to drink this bitter cup, right? So we're, we're all going to have that bitter experience. But with that, when you're mature, you know what I'm saying? You you handle it differently as opposed to somebody that's just a baby in Christ or didn't take time in the preparation season to prepare for what's to come. And then it just, that trial just takes them completely out. And so Naomi, Ruth had to beg Naomi, entreat me not to leave you. Your God be my God. Your people, my people, what have you. Ruth had to beg Naomi to let her go. And Naomi was the one, I mean, praise God. Naomi trained Ruth for this season that she would need her to walk with her in. You see what I'm saying? Naomi trained Ruth. Naomi mentored Ruth. And so during the time when Naomi needed Ruth, Ruth was able to produce 
the good seed that Naomi put in her, when Naomi began to go through her bitter season, it was Ruth who turned around and began to sow back into her. See how powerful that is? So Ruth understood, and then you got to understand this too. And I'm talking about prophetic destiny. Now, some folk, you say, leave me alone. Fine, you ain't got to worry about me no more. That ain't the chosen one. Don't even cry for people like that because they don't have the grace to handle you in that season. But when you're in a bitter season and God has sent people to you to help you, even if you do offend them and you're offending them out of your pain, out of, not from your heart, you know what I'm saying? Um, you're offending them from your pain. That's my pain talking. That's my hurt talking. Hey, me, I love you. But right now I'm going through something and you hit me at the wrong moment. You're going to get it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's why it's good to just be quiet. I can't talk to y'all today because my pain is going to get you, right? You have to know that for yourself. Jesus knew when to get away from the crowd. You have to know that. But sometimes bitter people, especially those who are immature, they, um, they'll lash out because their bitterness has, spring, has sprung and is causing trouble. That's the problem. And when you when you ask the question, um, sweetheart, about how do you know when you have hidden bitterness, you'll feel it. You'll feel the way you respond to people. You, you're snapping at people. The, 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 let's do a study on Naomi. Read, go back and read that whole thing. Um, read that whole thing again. And this time, pay attention to Naomi. Don't pay attention to my bow ass, because that's what folks get stuck on. And you're missing so much meat in that. There's a whole nother lesson, several probably hundred lessons in there that we're missing. But look at how Ruth started, Naomi snapped. She snapped. She told Orpah and, and um, Ruth, go back to your family. I don't have no sons. I don't have nothing. So bitterness will cause you to focus on what you don't have. Bitterness will cause you to focus on, I wish I would have, could have. You see what I'm saying? But again, Ruth, because Naomi prepared and she didn't even know, sometimes you don't know why Sometimes you don't know when God is preparing you. You just, you just know that for some reason you feel you and a certain person are connected. You don't know. You just don't know why. I'll tell you, it reminds me of my best friend, Nikki, boy. <laughs> Man, let me tell you. Oh, God has used that girl. But um, you don't know why you connect with certain people in certain seasons and you, you just click. And you never know in a season of time that that which you poured into them, you're going to need them to pour back into you. Right. Um, so because Naomi in her preparation season, that was undefined, it was an undefined preparation season. But she poured into Ruth when it was time for Naomi to go through Ruth, go through. Ruth came back and poured into Naomi. So Naomi gets back to town. Let me get back to where I was. And I, I, I did mention David right now. I talked about how um, even though he was going through a bitter experience, how um, he remained connected. He, you know what I'm saying? He didn't. He did not allow his bitterness to move him. So there is a maturity that we need to have even when we're going through bitter seasons. Like I always say, pain doesn't give you a pass. Just because you're hurting, just because you've been betrayed, just because you've been whatever, that doesn't give you a pass to just throw your hands up and um, um, forfeit your stuff. You, you, have to, you have to learn. It's a discipline. It's an art form. You got to learn how to stay in there, hang in there, right? Um, so, and he did that. He did that. And then when the people say, hey, your son has passed away, he got to wash his face. And they're like, wait a minute, hold up. And he said, well, what should I do? Can I go to him? Can I bring him back? I got to live. So he learned how to navigate through his bitter season. So I just wanted to put that out there because I was um, thinking about that a little bit earlier. But with Naomi, um, Ruth was there. 
And so it's important when you're in a bitter season to make sure you don't kill the ones whom God has sent to be your lifter, your lifter or your keys or whatever word you want to call it. But in this particular, I would call them your lifters because that's who Ruth was. Ruth reminded Naomi that you got purpose. Ruth reminded Naomi, we've got work to do. Ruth reminded Naomi, you do have somebody who loves you, right? Ruth took care of Naomi. She made sure she didn't want for anything. Ruth went out and worked. And then listen, it was because Ruth kept Naomi encouraged. She, Ruth nourished. And when you're in a bitter season, you need people to nourish you, nourish you in the faith, nourish you with prayers, nourish you with, your, with their support. And so because Ruth nourished Naomi, Naomi was able to, Naomi was able to um, come back to herself. And when Naomi came back to herself, she began to realize it was like an awakening. Like, wait a minute, um, whose field are you, are you gleaning from? Go ask, girl, that's your cousin. So sometimes bitterness will cause a memory lapse. It will cause you to forget who you are. It will cause you to forget your prophetic destiny. It will cause you to forget the word that God has revealed concerning you. Um, but God has those lifters in place who will keep you going until you can, until you return to yourself. You know the story. Then Naomi tells Ruth, let Boaz know that you're his uh, nearest relative and you, we know the rest is history. So I wanted to share that with you because, um, I, you know, and like I told you, I said, Look, I'm going to give you an answer. And I feel like many of you others can um, benefit from this answer as well, that we all have bitter experiences. It, you will have them. <laughs> it's a part of this life's journey. Uh, but there is a way to navigate through them to where your bitterness doesn't destroy you and doesn't shut you down like you did with Naomi. Bitterness tried to shut Naomi down. I don't have another son. Are you going to wait with me until I have a son and, and he grow up and marry you? It Bitterness, I'm telling you, what have you talking so crazy? It will have you talking so crazy because you're talking out of that pain. You're talking out of that wound and you're talking out of that hurt. But God has those people. That's why it's good to be good to people. The Bible talks about being a refresher, right? And that's one thing I have. One of those kingdom principles I've learned to hold on to is to be a refresher for people. Because when you refresh others, when you refresh people, and when I say refresh, I mean, when you support them, when you encourage them, when you pour into them, when you love on them, when you um, are kind to them, then you're only putting seed in the ground for when your season comes, when you're going to need to be refreshed, right? So that, that's a kingdom principle, a kingdom law that I have always held on to, to being kind. I don't care what I'm going through. I'm always going to give a kind word. I'm always going to encourage somebody. I'm always going to motivate somebody, inspire them, because I never know when a time is going to come in my life when I need God to send somebody, send me a roof and help me get up out of the ditch, you know what I'm saying? Help me get up off the couch, help me get out of the bed, help me get off, you know what I'm saying? Help me get out of this crazy season that I'm in. And so many times people don't have that because, um, you know, they allow their bitterness. And some people like being nasty. I'm just going to say this. Some people like being nasty. You know, they like that power that comes with being nasty. Uh, but the only issue with that is you can, you can push your help away. You push your help away. And then it takes so much longer for you to come out and emerge as opposed to somebody who has been friendly. Her name was Unpleasant. And so she sowed seeds of pleasantness. 
She sold it in the life of Orpah. She sold it in the life of uh, Ruth, apparently in the other women in Bethlehem, Judah, so that when it was her time, even though she was pushing them away, they, they could not help but love on her. You see what I'm saying? So when you sow those kind of love seeds, however God leads you to do that, then when you're in your bitter season, because it's all appointed to us, whatever that looks like, God's going to have people pour back into you. Come on, woman of God, man of God, you can make it. You know, great is in you, the heat is in the world. Lift your head up. You got so much in store for you. I mean, they'll build you up to where you come back to yourself and say, okay, all right, I got it. I'm back. You see what I'm saying? So I pray that these um, little nuggets have been a blessing to you, um, to my daughter. You know who you are. That was a wonderful question. And I'm glad that you asked it. I pray that you've answered it. I pray that I've answered it. And um, let me know if you need any more clarity, but um, get into the book of Ruth and just look at that whole discourse with Naomi from the beginning all the way through to where she held Obed, right? And, and that was her, her blessing because she thought she lost her husband, which I mean, her husband season had passed, but God gave her a son and God gave her, God allowed her to mother again because she nursed Obed. <coughs> the Bible said Ruth laid um, Obed and Naomi nursed him. So she, even though she lost her motherhood, God restored her motherhood. She probably didn't want no husband. He would, I'm sure he would have gave another one if she wanted one. She's probably past that, but she wanted to mother again, right? And so God gave her that. God gave her a son-in-law, gave her a son, gave her a daughter. So that which she lost, God restored her, okay? So you can overcome bitterness. You can be restored of all that bitterness has robbed you of. God can restore you. Um, but just pay attention to what that looks like. Grow through it, go through it, be mature in the way you handle. Watch what you say. Don't push your lifters away and God will get you through it. And I'm telling you at the end, he'll restore what bitterness took from you. Okay. Love you.